PS, powered by Seat. Hello, this is DJ Deadweiler, and you are listening to the second season of Weird Flex on Radio Primavera Sound. <laughs> The seventh episode of this season is called Nostalgic EDM Bangers to Workout, Numb Your Feelings and Contemplate Late Capitalism 2. A selection of coarse workout remixes, soulless covers of pop songs sparked with slapping glossy drums and bass. I've interviewed Daniel Shinbaum, aka 26 times A.A.A on Instagram, who came up with the idea for this episode. In the next 50 minutes, you will hear a selection of tracks with interludes made of the conversation we had about course workout remixes. I hope you like it. I'm tired of being what you want me to be Feeling so faithless, I stand under the surface I don't know what you're expecting of me under the pressure of walking in your shoes Every step that I take is another mistake to you And every second I waste is more than I Schoenbaum. I'm a cultural critic and a freelance hot take producer in Berlin. Um, occasional DJ, too. For this episode, I had become like fascinated or almost obsessed with this type of EDM-adjacent music. I mean, it's a, it's a subcategory, I guess, of EDM. Um, that I was just really interested in its production and like how cheesy it is. And when I heard it, I thought, 
I wonder if DJ Detweiler has also had his interests collide with this type of music, because when I heard it, it just reminded me of the sort of thing that you do on Weird Flex. Like, I, I genuinely thought there's a good possibility that you've already done an episode about this sort of thing. And I was a little surprised to hear you hadn't. I am the passenger. together this like uh, Spotify playlist when I was first starting to find them when I was like browsing through the Spotify algorithm and I found one and I clicked it and I found some more like it um, I titled it cursed workout remixes I like they're all covers of pop songs maybe not contemporary pop but some like classic pop songs or rock songs and they have new vocalists who are like technically very good singers but the odd thing to me was that the way they were performing these very famous songs and doing these covers was like almost emotionless it was like they were reading sheet music or something like that and they they were like totally disconnected from like the storytelling in the original famous vocal take. When you were here before, couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. You float like a feather in a beautiful world. And I wish I was special. You're so fucking special But I'm a creep I'm a weirdo What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here Cause I'm a creep 
totally disconnected from like the storytelling in the original famous vocal take and it's like in this uncanny valley where yes they're real people singing um but it's recorded so like clean and performed so flatly that it sounds like all these different performers are almost like converging on a, a particular style of singing or it starts to sound, yeah, like, uh, just unreal. Shout, shout, that it out. These are the things I can do without. Come on, I'm talking to you. Come on. Shout, shout, that it out. These are the things I can do without. Come on. I'm talking to you, come on Take a few dives And in return you give them hell I scold your sighs I hope we'll live to tell the tale across the term luigification the other day it kind of reminds me of this style of music where luigification obviously it's like a mario meme and he keeps showing up in like different contexts online people are like photoshopping luigi all over the place um and it's like the term is like how anything can turn into luigi um i think it's related to like have you seen those memes about like all sorts of crabs being evolved from different uh, lineages, as if the joke being like, the crab is the ideal shape, um, and, and God keeps evolving things into crabs or whatever. 
um, Luigi keeps reappearing. Or like we talk about like bimbofication, himbofication uh, online, or like uh, these like archetypes reappearing. And I think there's like uh, an EDM cover vocalist archetype, like algorithmic or AI type uh, thing. songs are written not just the vocal take but the whole production the arrangement these like big edm drops these like slapping bass lines um it sounds somewhat like tiktok and i've been spending a lot of time on tiktok and the the tiktok algorithm is really good at like optimizing the videos and the music for virality like they've only got 15 seconds or a minute to make an impact on someone and make them reshare it or like it or whatever that's like a stress test on the content um and it ends up like filtering the the most viral type of content to the top um and it has certain sonic qualities that have a lot in common i think with this style
producing this music because they're not actually robots, even though they kind of sound like it. I feel like this is probably a common story, like you have just regular people pursuing a dream in music. Like there's so much romanticization of the, uh, like being an EDM DJ, it's so glamorized. I don't know the specifics, I don't have any uh, connections to people who specifically work in the cover song EDM industry or whatever this is, but I have to assume that the artists are only seeing like a fraction of the profits that their track actually generates. Most of it must be disappearing from them and ends up in the hands of these massive companies. And the industry is predatory in that way. It's capitalizing on the ambitions of artists. They're willing to work for a lower fee than they should be paid because they love their job. These artists want to be making music, and the industry is able to like exploit them and pay them less than they would otherwise be paid because they know that it's a luxury to get to work in the industry they love. I know with my work as an artist, I certainly feel that way. Today's gonna be the day that they go and throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. On the street that the fire in your heart is out I'm sure you've heard it all before But you never really had a doubt I don't believe that anybody Feels the way I do about you now And all the roads we have to walk are winding And all the lies that lead us there are blinding There are many things that I would like to say to you But I don't know how And all the roads that lead you there 
Some of them are like festival DJs, get their names on these tracks, who knows if they actually produce it. Um, some of them are played at gyms where people work out, or online platforms like uh, Peloton, where you have like a machine, a workout machine at home, and there's this whole like media interface that you engage with, and you, you choose the music, or the instructor of the gym class chooses the music. Yeah, when I was first hearing this type of music, I thought whenever a really recognizable sample gets reused on not in like a bootleg like um, SoundCloud or Bandcamp or whatever, like a clearly illegal remix, but like something that's official with like a record label with money behind it, then I know there's like a capital at stake because that's the reality of like intellectual property law or whatever, copyright law in the music industry. And the fact that these songs are sampling like really, really famous songs um, means they're cutting deals. The, the, either the record labels that produce these songs usually, are, I think, are cutting deals with um, the, the labels who manage like the estate of these artists or whatever. The fitness music industry that I was talking about is sometimes like middlemen and sometimes it's the companies the, the, that own the gyms themselves are also doing it. Um, they have their own like media uh, departments um, that produce this sort of, yeah, like content. Like Equinox Group, which is the company that owns SoulCycle and Blink Fitness and Pure Yoga and Precision Run. Um, a couple of years ago, I think two or three years ago, uh, they were, yeah, developing this, like, content production in-house company. The other thing about uh, licensing fees is that when these songs are played in, uh, I, I'm speaking about the U.S. here, but I think there are similar laws in other like nations as well in other contexts. Um, when you play this music publicly and you're charging a fee, um, in a, even in a commercial space, um, the the entity that's playing the music, so the gym, not like the gym instructor or whatever, needs to uh, deal with the licensing and the money involved. Um, so there are a lot of platforms or like middlemen companies that emerge to make that easier for the gyms um, because it can be a lot of like paperwork otherwise it seems like. Uh, and so there's this whole like industry around what's called fitness music um, and there are some really bizarre music platforms for that sort of thing that make it easy for you to as as someone who's putting together a playlist for your gym for your gym class uh, 
it has just like an enormous library of cover songs because usually these cover songs are going to be a lot more affordable than getting the actual famous song. So uh, that's the drive behind it. All around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces. Riding early for the daily races, going nowhere, going nowhere. And I find it kind of funny, I find it kind of sad. The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's like a dark pattern in the way that search algorithms work, where if you search for uh, a term, um, like the name of a song, not it, it gives you a range of results, obviously, not just like the one you're looking for. So you'll also end up looking at these like cover songs. Um, and then it, these are like distractions to kind of capitalize on the attention that's uh, being generated around the, the one people are actually looking for. Part of the reason that this type of music exists in the first place and the reason it sounds the way that it sounds is to not make anyone extremely upset. It's like a compromise. No one really loves it, no one really hates it. And they're not going for like a very niche audience the way most of the markets work these days, where you have these long tail communities and through the internet people can find increasingly specific brands or whatever products to identify with. Instead, since people actually come together in a physical space for a gym and they have all sorts of different backgrounds and interests, you want something that much like old mainstream content, like people can broadly enjoy a little bit. It's like a compromise. So it's content that no one wants to hear. Like the, the older generation, they recognize the original so they don't hate it. Younger people are like, whatever, all into EDM if they're workout bros. Uh, so they don't hate it either. Everyone's just a little upset by it, but no one is like repulsed entirely.
Sonically, the interesting thing about it is that there's a huge gulf between the energy, the, the affect that these original performances had and the finished song has, and it's not just the vocal take that uh, changes the, the affect and the mood of the song, it's the whole production and something that changed between the initial playlist I su suggested to you and when we were talking back and forth developing the idea for this episode you pointed out uh, that a lot of these like original songs I sent you were really originally sad songs and yet they get turned into these like high energy workout bangers um, and I, I don't think that's like a coincidence I think that this style of music workout music festival music uh, doesn't, doesn't allow for allow people to express, express like, like their full their range full of emotions. emotions. Like it's only it's culturally, culturally appropriate, appropriate to be excited, excited when you're working out. out. You don't want to be like whatever, whatever. Uh, in uh, your feels <laughs> when you're when you're lifting your weights or on the the uh, treadmill or whatever. There's like There's this like uh, cult of optimism, optimism in these like late capitalist cultures. It's like. Their mantra is good vibes only. Got a room over my head In my bed There's a girl I never thought I would get Plenty of friends around me But I feel goddamn lonely There's no reason to be depressed I'm all set I bury my face in my hands No reason to be upset Cause I'm blessed You know that I want you, you know that I want you next to me 
Where you work out, or a platform where you subscribe and it tells you how to work out. Why would these platforms and these gyms want to play this style of music? Why would they want to play EDM in the first place instead of the like the original songs? Obviously, this is club music. It's body music. Yeah, music to move to, and it's not heady. It's not supposed to be something you critically engage with. Unless, of course, you're a cultural critic, art critic on a radio show.、Uh, but aside from that, like the music needs to make an impact on people right away. It's like bombarding your senses. It's it's so overstimulating. I was trying to write an article、uh, with this playing in the background, and I just really had a hard time focusing. <laughs> Tears gone cold and wandering by. Could all you've been at all? Morning rain clouds up my window, and I can't see it all. Even if I could, it'd all be gray. But your picture on my wall it reminds me that it's not so bad, it's not so bad, not so bad, not so bad, not so bad, not so bad. Of my window, and I can't see it all. Even if I could, 
when, when I listen to it, I hear like the expression of the contradictions of capital. Uh, like I hear the circumstances in which the industry is driven to produce this type of music that we were talking about before. And also like the problems that are just under the surface that are concealed by it's like glossy mixing and, and uh, like the elimination of all technical errors or whatever in it. Um, that um, gave it, gave it character, character in the original, in the original song, song end up giving, up, yeah, this yeah, really eerie, eerie and disturbing, and disturbing like, presence. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. It is always nice to see you, says the man behind the counter To the woman who has come in, she is shaking her umbrella And I look the other way as they are kissing their hellos And I'm pretending not to see them, and instead I pour the milk music whether you're supposed to be listening to it at the gym or when you're driving in the rain uh these like points of view or these like background tracks end up i think like substituting actual introspection or actual like thought instead you can like listen to the song and imagine uh you being in a position rather than thinking about the actual position you're in in the day in the night Say right, say oh You either got it or you don't You either stand or you fall When your will is broken When it slips from your hands When there's no time for joking There's a hole in the plan Oh, you don't need 
suggest that during your workout you should be criticizing the music that's playing. Uh, I'm just saying that there are other parts of your workout routine where you're not going to be doing something so risky, something that has the possibility of hurting you. And it's during those moments where I think someone could possibly engage in introspection or think about anything. It's a time to get distracted, except the music, the EDM that's playing is an obstacle to thought. It, it really disrupts me. Oh. 